Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WBSM presents The Tim Meisberg Show. Streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Call 508-996-0500. Send us app chat messages and open line voicemails using the WBSM app. Now, The Tim Meisberg Show. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the day. Welcome into March. That's right. It's supposed to be in like a lion, but it seems uh, it's more like a lion cub today. It's pretty calm out there. It's chilly, but not too cold. And you can already see the sun starting to come up. Hope that your day is starting off well. Hope you made it through all of that wind and cold. I left bowling last night. Couldn't believe how cold it was with that wind blowing. Just trying to load my bowling bag back into the trunk and making the couple of stops I had to make on the way home. I was like, ah, this is like dead of winter. And here we are just hours away from the first month of spring. But uh, be thankful. Could be worse. Could be like that firehouse out in Gardner where the wind ripped the roof right off the building. So between that and the window in downtown crossing that almost fell on a woman, it was some serious wind over the last couple of days. But it's a lot calmer out there this morning. Speaking of calmer, I think we can uh, calm down a little bit with some of the concerns of gentrification in New Bedford. We'll talk about that later on with Ben Burke from the Publix Radio in Rhode Island. He's going to be joining us. He's written a very extensive piece in which there was an organization that analyzed the data of housing in New Bedford and to see exactly what was going on and to see if it's true what people suspect, that the coming of the train has led people from Boston to come down and buy property that it's led to people that are looking to flip homes coming down and buying property and that you'll have folks from the outside moving into New Bedford with more income therefore driving up prices and he's taken a look at all that data analyzed it and written a great report and he will share his findings with us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour Also calming down this morning, I believe, are the folks of Dighton because last night it was, it was said in the meeting on when, on Wednesday, but it was also brought up uh, yesterday in a press release from the town that they will be moving forward in nominating 
acting police chief George Nichols for the permanent role. So let me rewind this all back. For those of you who haven't really been following the story too intensely, last year, the former police chief of Dighton, Sean Cronin, was charged by the Securities and Exchange Commission with insider trading. I know, right? You would say, well, what's a police chief got to do with insider trading? Well, one of the reserve officers had connections, worked for a medical company, and they had a new drug coming to market, I believe, if I remember correctly. And so he gave everybody a tip, or there was a merger or something. Anyway, he gave the former chief a tip. And then they shared that tip with other people and they made a bunch of money off the stock. And so the SEC investigated that and charged the former chief, Sean Cronin, and a number of others with insider trading. So Cronin resigned. Nichols was named the acting police chief. That happened, I believe, in September. And then the search began for a permanent chief. On February 22nd, the town of Dighton identified Fairhaven Police Sergeant Tim Souza as their candidate, their final candidate, their finalist, to be the new Dighton Police Chief. And he was supposed to go before the Board of Selectmen. So the, the selection committee for the chief consisted of the chair of the Board of Selectmen, the town uh, administrator, town manager, and the HR head for the town, the three of them. And so the idea was that on Wednesday, Sousa was supposed to go before the entire board of selectmen. It's a three-person board. But go before the board for his final interview, and then it was expected that his nomination would be confirmed. But there was public outcry about this, not only from the police union, not only from one of the selectmen who felt like he was... Well, that everybody was kind of being left out of this process, not just him, but that everybody was being left out of this process and from residents. And so they came out in full force. What, what happened was after the union put out a statement, after Selectman Leonard Hull put out a statement, the chair of the Board of Selectmen, Peter Karen, put out a selectman, uh, put out a statement saying, all right, on Wednesday, instead of having this final interview, we are going to say he's, you know, he's not a finalist anymore. We're going to open things back up and we'll talk about the process on Wednesday. We'll try to make it more transparent. And the community came out in full force in support of acting chief Nichols on Wednesday. And so yesterday's release said that uh, in an upcoming board of selectmen meeting, they will be having, they'll be, um, there is a motion made to appoint Nichols as the permanent chief. So the board of, and this is, this is how things should work. That if you don't like what your town or city officials are doing, you voice your concern. Those officials listen to those concerns and they may reverse course and change their mind based on what the public sentiment is because that's who they're there to serve. 
And although people thought that there might have been something fishy going on and the police union and Leonard Hull kind of insinuated that, it sounds like the chairman of the Board of Selectmen was aware of those perceptions and wanted to do what he could to mitigate that and to say that that it wasn't the case. And so not only did he come out and say that they'll be putting his nomination on the Nichols nomination on the table, but that also in this release, it said that uh, Sergeant Souza from the Fairhaven Police Department had actually sent a letter to the town withdrawing his name as a candidate. And he said, in, you know, in my opinion, he said all the right things. And first of all, he thanked everybody for not dragging him through the mud for all of this because, you know, he, as, as he pointed out, I just saw what I thought would be a great opportunity and I applied. But he said, as I watched the selectmen's meeting on this past Wednesday, it was quite apparent that both the union and the townspeople want current acting chief George Nichols as their next police chief. And any attempt by me to continue the process will be met with extreme resistance and cause a division in an extremely tight community. With that, I will be officially removing my candidacy as the next police chief for the town of Dighton. I wish the situation was different and I would have had the opportunity to serve you all, but it is quite evident the divisive environment my continued candidacy would cause would not be the best for me, my family, or the Dighton Police Department. And uh, he said, again, he went on to say that he respected the fact that controversy never became a personal attack on him, quote, but was simply loyal, simply loyalty to a family member of yours, George Nichols. So he's taking certainly the classy route here. I'm sure he's very disappointed. Thought that he had this new position pretty much locked down because they were saying he was the only finalist. So, you know, you've, you've got to feel for him as well. But in the end, the townspeople spoke up and the selectmen did what the townspeople wanted to see happen. And it, it shows that being vocal about your displeasure with the situation can make things happen and that elected officials when they are considerate of what the people of the municipality want don't have to always hang on to what their decisions are they can they can change their minds they can reverse course And I'd, I mean, I'd like to say it's an all's well that ends well situation. It probably doesn't end so well for Sergeant Tim Souza. But if he was a finalist for this job, I'm sure there will be other opportunities for him if he is looking to move on and become a police chief. But I always think that you know, those jobs should first and foremost come from within. Now, sometimes you might have a department that's in disarray. And you need to bring in an outside person. But for a lot of times, it's better to have somebody who has the institutional knowledge, who has been there, 
who knows everybody involved and can be someone who is considerate of everyone involved. You know, if you just bring in an outside person all the time and there's no camaraderie amongst that chief and the rank-and-file officers, that's a recipe for resentment. But when it's someone who's come up through the ranks with them and has worked alongside them for many years, they have a lot more respect for that person. And not that they wouldn't respect an outside person. But you know how it goes. You bring somebody in from the outside, it takes a long time for them to feel like they're part of whatever family you've built. Now, I don't know what the rationale was behind the committee that was searching for the new chief to not give Nichols more than the first interview that he had, to not interview other local people who wanted to apply for that job. I don't know why that was. But the important thing is that they listened to the people and did what the people want. Imagine that, huh? Elected officials doing what the voters want them to do. And when you elect somebody, you're electing them not to... to be the puppet of the people, not to do exactly what you want them to do at all times. You elect them because you think that they have the best vision, the best judgment to lead your town or city going forward. So you are electing them to make those decisions. And I think a good elected official says, the people put their trust in me I have to take into account what they want while I am also making my own decisions. It can't just be about what I want. And in this day of social media, in this day of text messaging and voicemails and emails, it's very easy for elected officials to hear from the people. And to gauge and get a sense of what it is they want. Now, you've got to be careful because you could easily get yourself falling into some sort of a myopic view of things. You know, you might, if you're just depending on what people are saying, like in a Facebook group, you might not be getting an accurate representation of what everybody feels. But I think elected officials most know how to navigate those waters and can find a way to get a consensus of what the community feels. But there's nothing better than having everybody show up at a meeting like what happened in Dighton this week to have their voices be heard. I was watching some of the Fairhaven Board of Public Works meeting where they were talking about the uh, trash fees. And you had a small group of people that showed up for that. It, was, it wasn't a large group, but they were very concerned and very vocal about it. And that's what makes for good local government. 
electing people that you think will make the right decisions, but then also those people listening when folks show up because they have something to say on a matter. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in today, or well, actually it's the number to call in every day, but to call in and have your voice be heard. You can also send app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. If you want to read more about the Dighton police situation, Dighton police chief search situation, you can check that out at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. And I, I would say congratulations are in order to acting chief Nichols, although I don't want to curse it where it's not official yet. It seems like it's, on the verge of being that way. And something that could have turned into a major issue in a small town has instead had the people in their their desire, their their want, their decision has been what has won the day. All right, I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome back in. Say, I've got some big news for you today. If you are looking to save some money on gas and also have a delicious treat, you already know that Gas Express in New Bedford saves you money every day. But for today only, they're really saving you some money. It's Black Friday in March. Today only at Gas Express, you can get gas for just $2.79 a gallon. I was looking around and... We're looking at gas around three bucks, even more in some places right now. But at Gas Express in New Bedford, today only, until midnight tonight, you can get a gallon of gas for two seventy nine a gallon. But again, only until midnight. It's also the home of crispy, crunchy chicken. And today and tomorrow, you can get a special deal there as well. You can get a free sixteen ounce Coca Cola product with every chicken meal. And two with every family meal. So you get to save a little money on dinner and save some money on gas. All at Gas Express in New Bedford at the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue in New Bedford. Head on down today and get your gas for $2.79 a gallon. I'm going to go down there and fill up. I wish I had two cars so I could save twice. So go down, get yourself some gas at a great price, and then also get yourself some of that delicious, crispy, crunchy chicken. I was uh, at the bowling alley last night. 
people were coming up to me and saying, hey, I tried that chicken. It was fantastic. Hey, I tried that chicken. It was the best I've had. So it really, it's not just me saying it. We get phone calls about it here. We get app chat messages about it. It's taking New Bedford by storm. So get yourself some of that delicious chicken and save money on gas at Gas Express, the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue in New Bedford. All right, now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day with Phil Devitt. President Biden invites Donald Trump to work with him on the border. An attack in Gaza kills at least 100. And what Chick-fil-A wants you to throw away. From the WBSM newsroom, this is WBSM News. President Biden is inviting former President Trump to join him in telling Congress to pass the border bill that Trump rallied his allies against earlier in February. Mark Mayfield with more. The two made visits to the southern border on Thursday as the issue of immigration heats up across both parties. During a briefing in Brownsville, Texas, Biden said that the bipartisan bill is the toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill ever seen, saying the time to play politics with the issue is done. Biden went on to call for lawmakers to set politics aside urging House Speaker Mike Johnson to send the bill to the floor. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least 100 people are dead after an Israeli attack on a crowd of Palestinians waiting for aid in Gaza City. That's according to a spokesperson for Gaza Health Ministry. The Israeli military said it was reviewing what happened on Thursday, with one Israeli official saying IDF troops responded with live fire after trucks carrying humanitarian aid were surrounded by people. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny will be laid to rest today. Funeral services will be open to the public, but some have warned that mourners who attend may face a risk. Following Navalny's death at a Russian prison weeks ago, hundreds of people were detained across the country for simply attending one of his memorials. A bill that expands Louisiana's options for methods of execution is on its way to the governor's desk. The state's legislature on Thursday passed the bill authorizing the state to administer capital punishment through lethal injections. The gas chamber and the electric chair. Supporters say the U.S. Supreme Court has approved all three methods. Several faith leaders are calling the methods inhumane. Those who keep unused sauces from Chick-fil-A might want to throw some of their stash out. The company is telling customers to trash any Polynesian dipping sauces taken home between the 14th and the 27th of February because of allergy concerns. According to a notice on Chick-fil-A's website, a different sauce that has wheat and soy allergens might be in the Polynesian dipping cups. And it's increasingly looking unlikely that HBO Discovery's Coyote vs. Acme will ever see the light of day. The film's lead, SNL alum Will Forte, took to X with his thoughts on the film. He started by saying it looks like no one will ever see it. He described the movie as incredible and shared his frustrations with the studio's decision not to release it. WBSM Sports. Brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins snapped their losing streak with a 5-4 win over the Vegas Golden Knights at TD Garden. They visit the New York Islanders tomorrow night. The Red Sox in spring training in Florida, playing the Minnesota Twins this afternoon. And the Celtics hoping to extend their winning streak to 10 games when they host the Dallas Mavericks tonight at TD Garden. Now your ABC6 South Coast forecast.
Good to be with you, everybody, on this Friday morning under mostly sunny skies. It is cold. Bundle up. The temperature in the mid-20s. Wind chill values this morning in the teens. The wind, fortunately, has subsided. So it is pretty calm this afternoon. Sunny, upper 30s. Overnight tonight, a little bit of cloud cover, mid-30s. As we head into this Saturday, we're expecting showers to develop as we head into the afternoon with temperatures flirting with 50. From the UBC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. A little slow on the draw here this morning. I apologize for that. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and chime in. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, what's going on, Tim? How you doing? Not bad. Hey, I got to push back on your afternoon guy. My God, I, I called in yesterday and I was ranting about Trump. And he gets so butthurt if anybody pushes back a little bit. He he actually hung up on me yesterday. Mid-conversation, just dropped the call. It was like, then he plays it off. Oh, uh, I don't know what happened. I'm like, dude, I got like full bars. I'm on 5G. I'm good. He just flopped me up. So the, the, the entire discussion was on how Donald Trump, he was saying that, you know, the Republican Party is, is Trump's party. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is a good thing for the Republican Party because the dude can't win. The dude hasn't won since 2016. He, he's lost some major races in 2018. He lost the, his re-election in 2020, and then he lost again in 2022, all his like major contenders. And he, he was so agitated and fought her and... and I'm just like, dude, you can't even have a conversation. The guy just just talks over you. Well, yells I mean, and screams listen, and gets I, all I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to beat up on on another host that's not here to defend himself. But, I mean, I, I think you're making valid points. I mean, if you look at it, he hasn't won anything since 2016, right. and it, and it, and also keep in mind too that means court cases as well. Right. No, a hundred percent. So here's the thing: he he was differentiating, and, and this is where I agreed with him differentiating between the man Trump and his policies. Now, his policies are predominantly very popular right now. His, his policies are, you know, the immigration. I mean, everybody's talking about it. His, his, everybody agrees. A lot of most people agree that his immigration policies were okay. In fact, even Biden uh, is going down to the border, all this stuff, right? My point was the man himself is poison to the party because he's so... Uh, he's so divisive. So if you actually took his policies and put it on somebody else without his personality, I think he would. He whoever that would be would wipe the floor with Biden. Like it would be, a, it would be a bloodbath. It'd be like Reagan in eighty eighty four. It'd be like Minnesota is the only blue state. It, it, that would be the only thing. But the fact that Trump can't win, and and I looked up a lot of the close races in twenty eighteen and twenty twenty two where he endorsed, uh, a lot of them didn't win. A lot of them did not win. Now, he, he has like a 68 or an 
depending on the year, like a 62, 65% win rate and an 82% win rate. But a lot of his endorsements were like, you know, Crimson Red Texas. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse the Republican. Wow. Well, that that was a hundred percent guarantee right there. So that's a win, guaranteed. So he's he's you put that into the entire equation. He he has a big uh, percentage win. But when it came to like Pennsylvania, and when it came to Georgia, and it comes to like these really close, slippable purple races, the dude doesn't win because he's so divisive, and he's divisive in his own party. He you know, he, he, he calls names. He's just very demeaning to, to individuals when they just don't agree with him politically. He's not, he's not palpable. And it, and it really comes down to his background as an executive, right? So as an executive of his own private company, he's used to being the dictator per se, right? What he says goes, and, and he's the boss. There is no compromise. That doesn't have to be. So his, his mindset is, I'm going to get what I want, and I'm gonna, and if you disagree with me, you're fired, or you're gone, or, or I'm going to call you names if you're an elected official like John McCain or, or anybody else. Like he, he will attack you personally, and that's very divisive, and that's what people don't like about him. And that's why he – I mean, could he win in, 20, in 2024? Absolutely. Absolutely he could win because it was close to begin with, right? In 2020, it was – other than the popular vote, it was relatively close. But do you want it to be against Joe Biden? Do you really want it? I mean, the, the bottom line is you need to, like, eliminate Joe Biden and Donald Trump from this election. And Donald Trump is just he, – he's ruining the the Republican Party. And, and I understand what Barry was saying was like, well, he's not really a Republican. He's just using it as a, as a vehicle to get elected. But he's destroying the party of Reagan, and 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 that's, that's yeah, huge. To me, that's worse. But one of the yeah. one of the things that I find interesting about this election so far is, you know, people who are pro-Trump are saying, "Well, look at the polls. Look at the polls. The polls show he's far and away." Oh, look at the polls. The polls. Polls. He's burying Biden right. in the polls. Polls. But two things about that: one, in 2016, when Hillary Clinton was, you know leading all the polls didn't didn't those same people say well you don't pay attention to polls those are all rigged right. those are all biased so, and also it proved out to be true she didn't win so i mean i right. would just look at that and say you really can't depend on anything like that and and it's going to be it's going to come down to how people feel in that moment when they go and vote in november right right it it, it completely does and, and polls switch i mean we we saw donald trump in 2016 he called the iowa caucuses the Republican Iowa caucuses rigged against them because I think Ted Cruz won. Ted Cruz won in 2016, like Iowa or one of them, you know, first states. And he's like, oh, it's rigged against me immediately. The dude can't lose with grace. He can't lose like a like a normal human, like a normal politician and just, yeah, you know what? No, immediately it's somebody else's fault. The guy can't take uh, one, can't take criticism Two. You know, he he will attack you. Did on you on a personal level and and not like on a policy level? Did you happen to see the video that he put out where he was explaining why he had the the gaffes that he had recently and in, in calling his wife the wrong name and in, in referring to uh, Barack Obama instead of Joe Biden as the president? And he's like, he's like, that's my joke, that's my humor because everybody says that it's actually Obama that's 
you know, pulling all the strings and yeah. Biden's the puppet president. And I'm like, all I'm doing is like, I'm looking at this video, just yelling at the phone. Like, if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. So don't do right. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get a lot of, I, I actually tell a lot of jokes that aren't funny either. So. <laughs> Same here. I, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. My wife will look at me and she'll be like, uh, that wasn't, don't I, do that again. I have and to do I'm it like, for oh, three yeah. hours every day. So I feel you on that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like, I I tried to explain to him in the afternoon, listen, there's, there's a difference between policy and the personality, and, and Trump's personality is divisive. Trump's personality hasn't won since 2016. Trump is a loser because he is a loser. Not because his policies are a loser, but because he is. Because if you could take his policies and put it on, I don't even know who it would be, like, I mean, I, I used to be a Nikki Haley, but she doesn't have a shot. But like a Nikki Haley supporter, but she doesn't have a shot. But if if she embraced and, and really promoted Donald Trump's policies, especially on the border, she would wipe the floor with Biden and Trump. The bottom line is, is Donald Trump is a cancer to the Republican Party, which could ultimately lead to another Biden victory yeah. in November. And And I don't think anybody wants that. I think there's going to be... There's going to be such a low voter turnout in November. It's going to, it's going to be pathetic. It's going to be pathetic because it will probably be the lowest voter turnout in the history of the United States because nobody, 70%. Oh, I, I don't know. I think people want to vote more than ever, and I think that that might actually you know, make it a much more interesting race. And we're going to have another one of those. Yeah, I think so. I think people want to vote. Even even if they don't, even if they have to hold their nose and vote for one of the candidates that are out there, I think they want to have their voice heard. I don't think there'll be the, as, you know, as much voter apathy because of... What about the, what about the younger vote? Because I know, I know for, for instance, my household and their friends, they, we, they come over sometimes and we'll just like sit around the, the kitchen table, literally, and, and we'll just stop talking about current events and politics and... And every single one of them, my entire household, voted for Biden in 2020. And every single one, including their friends, are not voting Biden in 2024. Yeah, but people but say all, people say now. Not voting, but they're also not voting for Trump, right? So they're going to – my kids, they're like, I don't even know if I'm going to go vote because there's nobody that speaks for me. And the, it's the younger vote that carried Biden the victory. People say that now, but they might feel differently in November. I got to just hold you there because I got to take a break. Bye, Tim. But you have a great day. And uh, that's the, oh, sorry. That's the thing there is like, you can, you know, voter apathy is a real thing, but sometimes, you know, that goes away on election day because people say, all right, I get it, but I, I have to go. It's my duty to go. Caller, hang on. I'm going to get to you. I just got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. She's 
passionate one. It's never too early in the morning for the sweet. And somewhere out there, somebody's WBSM app has the alarm set for 645. And they woke up and they heard some of the conversation. And then they heard me take a break and they kind of closed their eyes again. Said, I'm just going to lay here for a few more minutes and listen to Tim. And then that came in. And as soon as that scream hits, they're like, okay, I guess I'm up. I guess I'm up. I guess I got to get up. So, uh, you know, yesterday we were talking about the filet of fish. And I was here all day yesterday um, getting ready for a bunch of different things that were going on, writing some stories, having meetings, doing some different things. And I never ate. And I had to bowl last night. So when I left here at about 4 o'clock, I said, I, I better grab something to eat. And so I went over to McDonald's because there was so much talk about the filet of fish I said, I got to see if it's really true that it's 20% smaller than it was. And so I went over to McDonald's, got a filet of fish. It was just as big or maybe even seemed a little bigger than I remembered. Now, there was still a ton of tartar sauce on it. Uh, but I looked and I saw, yes, it was a half slice of cheese. But it seemed to be, you know, big enough that it was poking out over the bun and it was a fine sandwich. Now, would I pay five bucks for it on a regular basis? No. I actually got two. It was two for six. So I brought the other one home and put it in the fridge. I, I'll probably warm it up and eat it later today. But that was my experiment to see if it was true that it had gotten smaller. And it didn't seem that way. I also got, I got a 10-piece nugget. And they have that new... Uh, chili sauce. And I kind of dug it. It's it's a lim limited time sauce. But it's basically that Szechuan sauce that they, they have. You know, the, the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce. It's basically that, only spicier. Very good. But yeah, so now I don't think I'll eat McDonald's again for another year. Except McDonald's breakfast. Again, I will... I will have an, an Egg McMuffin and a hash brown now and then. Although I've made the switch to, I like the McGriddle more than the McMuffin, more than the McMuffin these days. But yeah, I figured I had to have that filet of fish because we talked about it so much yesterday. I was also reading some articles online because I was talking about it with everybody at bowling and talking about it with other people. And I read some articles online that said, if you want to, you can ask for, a full slice of cheese on your filet of fish. And some of the McDonald's will give it to you. Some might charge you more. Some might just say, okay, fine, and just throw it on there. It all depends on, you know, the manager on duty, I guess. But they said you can also ask for it for no cheese if you don't even really taste the cheese flavor in it. And both of those techniques will ensure that you get a fresh filet of fish as opposed to having one that's been sitting around. So there's... Just a couple of little tips that I read about online. All right. I'm going to take my last break for this hour. 
room for you at 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in. Let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hi, Jim. Morning. Um, good morning. I have another tip for you from McDonald's, too. When you order your fries and you want them really hot, you just say, no salt, please. I usually um, don't. I usually ask for fries without salt because I don't like salt. Oh, so they make yours fresh anyway, so. Yeah. I thought I was being smart. They're too, <laughs> they're, they're too salty for me. And so if I do yeah. get fries, I don't, I don't get them a lot. But, you know, especially yeah. now, now that I don't eat carbs as much anymore but even before that i never really got fries much from mcdonald's but i would usually say hey can i just have some with like less salt and you know sometimes they have some around the edges that don't have as much salt but uh usually yeah they say it's just going to take a couple minutes because we got to make them fresh not that i'm trying to get them freshly made i don't care but i just don't want them to be super salty yeah that's you know well, I thought I had a good tip for you. <laughs> no, appreciate it. I, I mean, I would, I would eat McDonald's hash browns all day long if they would just keep them oh, around all day them. long. Yeah, those are good. But there's another. Um, I had the fish sandwich too last week. It was good. It was the same size I've ever had. Yeah, it wasn't that small. And um, I like the tartar sauce. I like to dip the fries in it. They just, they just <laughs> put good. way too much on it. Yeah, you, some you, of them do, and then get others. You don't get much. I bite into it. It's like uh, it's like I'm squeezing the bottle of tartar sauce, and it's all coming out of it. <laughs> Have you had a roast beef um, sandwich lately? Or? No, no, haven't for a while. I've been I've, I'm uh, in that North Shore Beefs group, so I've been looking at some of the posts they put up, and I said, you know, one of these like Saturdays or something, I got to just take a trip up to the North Shore and get one of these giant sandwiches that I keep seeing them post. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Oh, they're huge. I have to talk to my cousin about that. She goes out like every Thursday or something for. She always gets roast beef or the fry clams, or that's where she lives. But um, anyway, mm. now now I'm, a, now I'm thinking uh, roast beef. Now I got to have a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> today, <I think. laughs> All right. Well, you have a good weekend. You too. Take care. Yeah. Bye bye. And if you want to call in, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But we're out of time for this hour. We'll talk more in the next hour. But um, yeah, McDonald's hash browns are the best. And I, my only complaint is I really wish that they still put them in those little cardboard containers because they stick to the paper bags that they put them in. And I, I'm not... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.